working right, so it's you know, pointing at my head. Okay, good morning. Okay, so this side is awake, this side is still asleep. So let's try this again. Good morning. Okay, I heard a little bit better over here. Let's try this again. Good morning. Okay, not over here though so much. Good morning. Okay, that's two. The rest of you still kind of catching up. I got you. Let me just, I'm, just, I'm trying to find where my energy is coming from. So if y'all just, if I focus this way, you'll know why. Because I'm not getting anything from you over there. So good morning. Y'all see that? Did y'all hear that? Hear the difference? No pressure. But, but if you want to get this, you just need to feed me. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, good morning. And I'm really excited about being here this morning. And uh, all of our prayers, without question, are... Uh, directed towards uh, Pastor Drew and his family as they are, you know, navigating this time of loss. And uh, we're certainly this morning sending him all of our thoughts and prayers and every prayer that we can generate uh, and that we can direct towards his way, him and Marsha and, and the rest of the family. We want to be able to do that this morning. So we're praying for you, brother, and we love you. And uh, so I am, as he said, I'm Dr. Abraham Shanklin, Jr. I am the founder of the Center of Transformation. And uh, the Center of Transformation is the parent to New Life Fellowship International Ministry, which is our teaching ministry, our church, uh, New Life Academy and Child Care, which is uh, we, we take care of kids and we teach and educate kids from infants all the way up to fifth grade. So we have an elementary school, uh, New Image uh, Development Corporation, which is our community development uh, that allows us to be boosted on the ground serving needy families uh, in our community and, and, and so many other things that we have an opportunity to do. And then New Health uh, Wellness, and uh, New Momentum Health and Wellness, which is our clinical counseling arm where we provide mental health services for people uh, in our community and because of COVID across the country uh, because of uh, the virtual opportunity. So, uh, so that's what I get an opportunity to do every week and very excited about that. And so uh, my team is carrying on the work of ministry there uh, for me, so I get an opportunity to share with you this morning. So without further ado, let's just jump right into this. We are, uh, I think, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, and, and we should all be on the same page, we're still in COVID, right? Is, is that right? Right? We're still in COVID? And uh, so we're still in this COVID climate. And, uh, and so many other climates that we find ourselves in, whether it's uh, climate change, whether it's a political climate, we are in climates. And, uh, and every day we find ourselves having the responsibility to navigate through these times and these challenges. And so what I wanted to kind of talk to you briefly this morning and hopefully encourage those of you who are already doing it, so it's sort of like an affirmation, and those of you who are sort of sitting on the fence to kind of get you off the fence, and for those of you who are still trying to procrastinate, get you out of the procrastination realm, and for those of you who are still slow and really haven't gotten out of the bed yet, maybe that this will really be a spark for you in some uh, some uh, possible way. So I want to talk about the idea that no matter what climate and, 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 and that we are in, that we should always be preparing for what's next. So that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. I want to sort of encourage you to talk about the issue about what's next. So that's what we're going to talk. We're going to talk about what's next, and I'm just going to just focus on getting you there 
to know that there should be a balance between not only focusing on the present. So I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that loved being in the present. I love celebrating present moments. But you can't just totally focus on present moments. You also have to learn how to balance uh, preparation for what is to come. So I want to talk about what's next. And so here's the next slide. Uh, so what's next? So I wanted to ask you what's in your, uh, what's in your luggage. It's what I, I kind of borrowed it from what's in your wallet, right? I mean, so it didn't click, huh? <laughs> so not, oh, this side laughs. So I know exactly where I'm preaching this morning. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of energy coming. Boy, y'all are great, man. I'll, tell, I'll see y'all after service, right? Oh my gosh, maybe y'all need to switch sides because maybe it's the slide over there. Maybe they found the secret. But I want to talk about what's in your luggage. I mean, because literally we all got to be going. So here's the question I want to ask you this morning. That is, what if, what if everything you are experiencing right now is preparation for your next? What if everything you're experiencing now in this present moment it's literally a preparation for your next. What, what, what about the, the, the challenges you're facing, the struggles, the, the feeling that you might be stuck, the, the up and downs, the, the uh, intermittent motion, emotions that you're experiencing? What if all of that is really about the preparation for your next? Because it is true that According to Romans 8, all things work together for the good. That's true. It's true. All things work. It didn't say all things are good. It said all things work together for the good. That's a distinct difference, just a slight difference. So what if everything you're going through right now is a preparation for your next? So here's what I want you to do in these next few moments. I want you to literally pack your bags, and I want you to be thinking about how to prepare for the next. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about. So, And your next could be graduation. Your next could be college. Your next could be a wedding, a baby. Maybe your next could be you're relocating from this place to another place, moving from one house of one community to another, or one state to another. Uh, maybe your next is having another baby. Maybe your next is a new job or a new school. Maybe it's related to being an empty nest. You're getting ready to be an empty nest. Man, you need to prepare for being an empty nest. I'm an empty nest. I love it. Oh, oh, I love being an empty nest. All four of them kids get, got, got gone. Oh, and to ensure, because you've heard it before, so it's not, it's not a rumor, we literally change the room into something else so that they know that when they come back, they're just guests. <laughs> they went up there and said, you changed my room. No, 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 no. We didn't change your room. It was always our room. We just took it back. So maybe your next is retirement. Maybe your next is preparing for that new hobby. But I want to say this to you, and I, I want this to be an aha moment. That's this. There is no necessary correlation between knowing what's next and being prepared for what's next. There's no correlation. Just because you know what's next doesn't mean you prepared for what's next. The best preparation for what is next is to do what God has called you to do in this season because it sets you up to do what God is going to call you to do in the next season to follow. That's how, you know, the evidence that you are prepared for what's next is what you're doing now. So, you know, I, I, I have in my, I have a private practice, uh, counseling practice, so I see clients. Uh, and because of COVID, it's just really increased another level. And so sometimes they'll come on and they'll say, Dr. Shanklin, all of this such and such a happened and such and such a happened this happened. And then I just have this one question that I ask him, did you see it coming? That's, the, that's the, literally the question, did you see it coming? Because you know, some of us are shocked when stuff happens 
But why are you shocked that it happened? Because all the signs were there before it happened. All the evidence was there. All the bells and whistles, the alarms were signing off. Literally, God is never intending to set you up for failure. He sent you warning signs. You just ignore it. Listen, one of the worst roads I don't like driving on is the New Jersey Turnpike. No offense to those of you from New Jersey. I do not like the New Jersey Turnpike. And I don't like the New Jersey Turnpike because it's the worst place to have literally no gas. Okay, you you hear what I'm saying? Because the distance between exits are so large. I saw the sign that said, this is the last exit for the next 30 miles for gas. And instead of being prudent about pulling off getting gas, I'm thinking, I could do it. I think I can do it. (laughs) And then I'm tossing. I'm not even enjoying the journey because now I'm focused on should I do it, should I do it, should I do it, should I do it. And then I just, and then have you ever just bypassed the exit and thought, man, I should have took the exit. Now you spend all of your time sweating bullets hoping that you can take 10 miles of gas and stretch it for 25 miles. And now you're negotiating with God because now you're asking him, okay, now God, you need to get me the rest of the way. So now you want God to do a miracle of your gas tank. (laughs) And then your wife wakes up because she was sleeping. And so she wakes up and she says to you, hey, did you, she looks over, you should have got gas. And now it's an argument because you're trying to deflect upon the fact that you knew you should have stopped and got gas. (laughs) Did I see it coming? I did, but I didn't prepare Listen, it's not knowing that makes the difference. It's doing that makes the difference. It's not knowing that makes the difference. So here's a prayer. Oh, he got ahead of me. Stay with me now. It's not not knowing. It's doing. So here's a prayer that I think that you'll appreciate uh, as we go through this. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, help me to see trouble before it comes, long before it comes. And then, then give me the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. That's our prayer. Help me to see it long before it comes, and then give me the wisdom to know what to do, but then give me the courage to do it. So I got one verse, and one verse only, because, you know, my people are excited when I go out to preach, uh, especially, uh, you know, different churches and things like that, because it trains me to be shorter when I come back home. So y'all get that when you get home. So you'll get that, right? You'll get when, when, you make the dip, when you make your lunch on time. But anyway, so I got one verse, Proverbs 27, 12. And Proverbs 27, 12 says this, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. You don't even need to add anything to that. That's sir, that David. That's, you see that? The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The prudent So let me talk about this. The prudent, number one, the prudent, for them, the present becomes the past and shows up in the future. The prudent understands that the present, that is right now, right now will become, listen, today is going to become yesterday. And then we have tomorrow. So what the prudent understands is today, the present is going to become the past and it will show up in the future, whatever you do at this moment. When I'm counseling couples and they'll ask me, I don't know what the future holds. I said, well, let me give you a hint of what the future for your relationship will look like. If you don't change now, then your present will become your past, which will look like your future. No change now, 
that's what your marriage is going to look like next year. If you're not doing any change, you're not doing any work, you're not working, he's not working, neither one of you working, then you don't have to wonder what the marriage is going to look like two years down the road because it's going to look exactly the same as it looked now. The prudent becomes the past, the understands that the present becomes the past and shows up in the future. And so listen to this. We see what we're looking for and we hear what we are listening for. So that means that if one preacher told me on the golf course, he says, here's what I've learned. You can't see what you're not looking for. So if you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. And so the prudent sees danger. This is what Proverbs 27 says. The prudent sees danger. We see what we're looking for and we hear what we are listening for. Have you ever heard this, by the way, confirmation bias? Have you ever heard that term before? Just a, I, I stumbled upon it and I learned what that was a couple of years ago. And here's what confirmation bias is. Confirmation bias is the tendency for all of us to look for information that confirms what we already believe. That's confirmation bias, right? Confirmation bias is I am going to look for information that confirms what I already believe. So here's the headshot, here's the heads up. When somebody comes and asks you for wisdom or counsel or information, you need to just, just put a pause on it because they may have already decided what they believe before they came to you, and all they're doing is shopping around for information for somebody to agree with what they already believe. That's good, right? Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. That was good right there. Oh, let me see if this side is awake yet. You see? Come for it. So, oh, there it is. Hello, I found two. Y'all need to switch teams. Now, listen, that's a confirmation bias. So a lot of times when people come to, listen, for those of you, I'm not trying to burst the bubble, but I am. Don't get so excited if they, listen, they reject what you have to offer in terms of counsel because it's not about you. What they were trying to do is shop around to find somebody who agree with what they already believe. You can save yourself a lot of arguments when, you, when somebody come and ask you, well, what's your opinion about this? You need to find out, first of all, are they open to learn or do they just want to argue? That's right. Sometimes people just want to argue. They just want to have somebody. They literally are trying to find people who agree with what they are. That's what confirmation bias is. In fact, another way of explaining confirmation bias is there is something in us that filters out any information or any facts that don't line up with the thing we want to do or the direction we don't want to go. Oh, oh, that's so good. That's so true. And why am I so loud about that? Because that's so me sometimes. If you're not saying something I want to hear, then I don't want to talk to you anymore. Because I'm shopping for information that lines up with what I want to, because I'm not open to change. And listen, if you want to be honest, some of you are not open to change, and that's the reason why you are selective about who you go to. You don't go to the people who are going to tell you the truth. You're going to go to the people who are going to tell you your truth, not the truth. Come on here. That's what you want. You want somebody to give you a truth, but not the truth. <sighs> the prudent see danger. Number two, the prudent acknowledge what they desperately don't want to see. That, that's when you know you're wise because you see, even if you don't want to see it, you see it. 
I don't want to see it, but I open up my eyes. I don't want to see it. Have you ever watched a horror movie like, I don't want to see it, but you, I, your eyes wide open? I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. The prudent don't want to see it, but they press in to see it. The prudent sees danger. And then guess what they do? You know what the prudent do according to Proverbs 27? They see danger, according to the 12th verse, and they take refuge. That's what they, they take refuge. Somebody say, take refuge. A little louder, take refuge. Let me see. Yeah, it's early enough. Take refuge a little louder, right? That's what the prudent does. They see danger and they take refuge. That word refuge in Hebrew means to conceal themselves. So when danger comes, it don't make you strong by running at it. Oh, I see danger coming. Here I come to save the day. No. No. There was only one underdog, and you're not it. Here I come. I see danger. I'll rescue little little girl. No, you won't. You know why you can't rescue her? Because you can't rescue yourself. The prudence see danger, and they take refuge. But, but, somebody say but. But the simple, <laughs> the simple see the same danger, but do something totally different. So how is it that you have two people who see the same thing but respond to totally different ways? That's what Proverbs is trying to bring to your attention. You either in the prudent camp or you in the simple camp. Now, can y'all, did y'all just hear that? Because I, 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 I can hear like, you know, like even quiet. I just heard... I just heard a wife hit her husband and say, you so simple. <laughs> it took Dr. Shanklin to come here to confirm what I've been telling you all of our marriage. You just simple. <laughs> but the word simple in Hebrew means naive. So, look at, so here's a better way of saying it. Here's what the naive, the naive, maybe they really don't see the danger. That's so naive. And that's literally what the husband has bounced back to his wife. If I'm simple, you naive. <laughs> the naive, maybe, maybe there really isn't any danger at all. Really? Yeah, yeah, you're bleeding from your hand, but there's no danger? Really? The naive, don't, they, they don't spend time looking for what they don't want to see, and they don't spend time listening for what they need to hear. You know what the simple, keep, you know what the simple does according to Proverbs 27, 12? They keep going. <laughs> so see the contrast? The prudent sees danger, they take off and hide. The simple see danger, and guess what they do? They keep going. So there's no shame if you need to retreat at a time that you need to retreat so that you can have an opportunity to prepare for what your next is going to be, what your next move, what next decision you need to make. Sometimes it's okay to retreat from the argument that the two of you are having so that you can allow the, listen, some steam to come out of this and then regroup and talk about how we're going to handle this. Stop judging one another because, well, you always run away. Sometimes that's the best answer when you know, man, man, you know danger coming, run for your life. So I'll just simply say, wise up. This it. Wise up. There's a point of forgiveness, but there's also a point of no return. There's a point of no return. There is forgiveness. But you can get to the point where you can't go back. The simple keep going, and you know what they do? They pay the penalty. That's what Proverbs says. They keep going, 
and they paid a penalty. And I wanted to tell you, by the way, this isn't divine punishment, but rather this is cause and effect. Everything that happens to you is not because God is punishing you. Some stuff happened to you because it's the effect of the choice that you made. You saw danger and you kept going. Here's what the prudent does. The prudent evaluate relationships based on where they're headed. That's what the prudent does. They evaluate relationships based on where they're headed because here's what they know. All relationships are headed somewhere. All relationships are headed somewhere. But you know what the naive does? The naive evaluate relationships based on where you currently are. So in other words, you know what the naive does? They live as though things are not connected. They live as though the present has nothing to do with the past and has nothing to do with the future. But I'm here to tell you this morning, it's all connected. What you do today will fade into the past, but it will show up in the future. The prudent evaluate relationships based on where they're headed. The naive evaluate relationships based on where they stand currently. Let me tell you something else. The prudent view debt as a path with a destination, but the naive view debt as an event. Proverbs 27, 12 says that the prudent sees danger, take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So here's another wise up. Here's a wise up word. This should scare the confirmation bias out of every last one of us. <laughs> so let me just give you some action steps. Here's what you need to do. Take refuge. If you're going to, if you're going to work, if you see danger coming, number one, you need to take some kind of action. Don't just stand there, man. Do something. Take action. Number two, you got to make some sacrifices. You might need to make some sacrifices necessary to regroup. You, listen, you know what's worth it? It's always worth it to fight another day. You need to do some engagement. Get some people on your team who can help you navigate and work this space. And you need to also be okay with finding some relief. Refuge, there's no crime in concealing yourself when danger is present. You may give you some real talk. Here's some real talk. Say, give me some real talk, Dr. Shanklin. There you go. So maybe that's a podcast, real talk with Dr. Shanklin. See, you just helped me, David. Come on here. This is some real talk. Some of your greatest regrets happen because you didn't want to hear so, it you, so you wouldn't have to do it. That's our greatest regret. You didn't want to hear because you didn't want to have to do it. Real talk. If you're not doing now, you probably won't do later. If you're not doing now, you want to do it. So, let me just say this. When you see trouble coming, don't ignore it. What should you do? Anybody? Anybody? What's the answer? What's the answer? What? Do something. Do something. But I, you know, I love you because he, he got it. You see, the do is capitalized. That's emphasis. Okay, so what should you, what, what should happen? Do see, y'all still slow. I'm going to tell Pastor Drew to make give you all breakfast because y'all get a slow start. You need to do something. So here's that, here's that prayer again. Here's your prudent prayer. Heavenly Father, help me to see trouble long before it gets here. Then give us the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. So when you think about what's next, I want to ask you, are there any red flags? Are there any concerns? Or are there any warnings that you need to pay attention to? So, let me end by asking you a couple of questions. Question number one, is there something that you're trying desperately not to see? And question number two, is there something that you're working hard not to hear? But I tell you what, this is a great time for you to take refuge. 
And taking refuge means you need to do something. You need to break up. You need to quit. You need to let him go. You need to let her go. You need help, call me. <laughs> Come on, man. You need to get a counselor. You need to change your number. You need to cut up those cards. But you need to do something. And how about this? Now is better than later because now will make letter later better. Now is better than later. So what are you waiting on? Sir, ma'am, what are you waiting on? You know that's dangerous, and you have an opportunity to do something about it now. So here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, help me to see trouble long before it gets here. Then give me the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. Amen. I bless you.